Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Show your good side to the world and get rewarded. Become a plasma donor at Griffles and receive up to $800 your first month. You'll help save the lives of millions of patients. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. up. It's bobsled time. Cool runnings. And if you know that that little jingle slogan, then you understand that we are reviewing today Cool Runnings, the 1993 Walt Disney film based loosely on the true story of the 1988 Jamaican bobsled team starring John Candy, Leon. He's kind of like Madonna, has that one name, or like Cher. Uh, Dougie Doug, Malik Yoba, and Raul D. Lewis. This film is loosely based off the story about the Jamaican track runner who fails to make the Olympics and attempts another shot at the Olympics by starting a bobsled team in Jamaica with his best friend Sanka and two other track hopefuls that failed uh, to make the Olympics to create the first Jamaican bobsled team. TJ, thank you for joining us. Not joining us, obviously we're always together, but this is the part where uh, Nick would play. It's just the two of us <laughs> building castles in the sky. Yeah, just so the Nick, two of us, Rook and I. Exactly. And Nick is away. He's in Nashville right now for the bachelor party. I'll be joining this weekend. Um, by the time this airs, it'll be a week later. Uh, we'll already be back from Nashville. So probably shouldn't have mentioned it, but whatever. Who cares? Um, <laughs> so, TJ, cool running quick. Quick uh, synopsis, quick uh, overview. What do you What do you feel about this movie? You enjoyed watching it. What you um, Right out the gate, taking a pretty obscure sport like bobsledding, a sport that I would say, if you asked a million people, nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred would say, yeah, uh, I've never even seen a bobsled track, let alone tried out for bobsledding or would know how to get into bobsledding. The, you know, people, the fine people at Disney took a fucking sport that nobody really knows about and made it cool, awesome, a comedy out of it. And yeah. I mean, included one of the greatest fucking co- comedic legends of all time, John Candy. I, how do you go wrong? I mean, it made bobsledding cool. It made the Winter Olympics cool. Yeah. I mean, it's and like think of bobsledding. It's super dangerous. You think about it. You're in Insane a sled. Dangerous. 
with four guys, only, only part of your body is your head sticking out. If you go sideways, you're hitting your head on something. That's why, obviously, they have the helmets. But right. even with that, I mean, they're going at high rates of speed. I mean, yeah. I've seen Bob sledding, you know, Winter Olympics. We just passed the Winter Olympics, and uh, where was I can't remember where it was, but it was, you know, the, those speeds, like they're over 100 miles per hour going on ice. They're Dude, all, it, essentially, insane. you're, you're, so if you, Get into, 100 miles per hour. I probably exaggerated that. But. It's, it, I believe it's like between 80 and 90, something like that. It's close. If, if I'm wrong. But either way, let's put it this way. There's a reason why when you rent one of those like little uh, lime scooters or whatever and you're putzing around the city, they only go like 12 miles an hour. All right. Yeah. There, there's a reason why, uh, you know, when you get into a go-kart at, at an amusement park, they make you put a seatbelt on even though it's only going about 11 miles an hour. Yeah. Right. Because if you're not wearing a seatbelt and not some type of safety device holding you in, even at 12 miles an hour, you can get really fucking hurt. And these oh, guys yeah. are careening down an ice sled in in a car, essentially. A car on blades, Oops. right? And they're just flying down the friggin' track that is purposely built to be tricky and have to go into di- different dips and turns or else you're going to eat ice the whole way down. All right? They're risking life and limb. People die every year training for, uh, for bobsledding. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's insane. And you all have to be like, you don't think like, you have the one guy who does the break, the one guy who steers, and then like the two guys in the middle, like they're mainly the guys who are pushing it, but they have to be in that same, they have to practice that leaning. You know, everything is over. everything is leaning in unison, and most of the time, you, you're just, it's all off of memory and, and, and just yeah. knowing the course because you can't see shit. You're looking at the oh, back yeah. of the guy's head and his shoulders tucked in. To be and more aerodynamic. The, and I think the drivers usually like their heads are like down like this, pretty yeah. much they're looking down. They just, You're trying to be as aerodynamic as you can be. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it it's just an insane concept. I'm amazed every year there aren't deaths at the Olympics. It just goes to show what high level of skill these guys are at and what yeah. it takes to do that sport. It, it's yeah, just no, insane. Oh, definitely. But let's get into this film. Absolutely. Uh we start off with Doris. Who's played by Leon? He used to go by a different. I think it was Leon Robinson. He goes by the single name Leon now. Um, he plays Doris Bancock. Uh, Bannock. Sorry, I almost said Bancock. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freudian slip. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he plays. Uh, he's a track runner in Jamaica. He's trying out for the qualifying for the Summer Olympics, uh, and then while he's trying, now his best friend is Sanka Coffee which I love is actually the reason Dougie why they Doug. Sanka coffee. Yeah. He's played by Dougie Doug, but he's called Sanka coffee is actually because of the coffee company Sanka. Like actually right. that's why they did it. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I, I assumed. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and then obviously uh, Yule Brunner because he's fucking bald. Just yes. Like the actor. The actor. Yeah. It's based on the actor. <laughs> why is Yule Brunner? <laughs> And then you have Junior Bevel, who is, you know, his family's wealthy. But Junior and Yule and Doris are all in this race, uh, qualifying for the Jamaica uh, to represent their country in the Olympics, Summer Olympics. Uh, Doris's father actually won a gold medal, uh, according to the story. And that's why he wants to follow his father's footsteps to become a track runner and win a gold medal as well. And during this race, Junior, who is, you know, the, the wealthy one of the bunch, um, Bumps into both him and Yule. The three of them all lose their shots at qualifying for the Olympics. And Doris wants to try to get back into the Olympics. And they come up with this idea of 
joining uh, or creating the Jamaican bobsled team, which um, which inadvertently, I guess, kind of was started by Sanka, who is a pushcart derby, where right. he, he races the cars down the hill in Jamaica. And that's actually where the inspiration for the real story, uh, two American businessmen who started the Jamaican bobsled team, uh, saw the pushcart derbies happening in Jamaica. And we're like, well, why don't we just start a Jamaican bobsled team? It's pretty much the same thing, running, pushing a cart down, you know, down a hill over through a track. Right. Um, so that's where we get to the point of the story is that uh, Leon, oh, the actor Leon, Doris and Sanka go searching out for a coach to help them with uh, the, you know, training to become this first Jamaican bobsled team. Uh, and they run into John Candy, who plays Irv, who is the disgraced coach for America. And I know we were talking this before. This scene is just classic John Candy. You have him in the bar, uh, betting on the uh, on the race horses, and he's just—it's incredibly funny scene. He's smashing, he's screaming for tumbleweed, tumbleweed uh, to win the race, and then he smashes the radio. So TJ, this is your guy. I know you you love John Candy. So Dude, how do you not love here. John Candy? John Candy's yeah. amazing, but to put him in that role. Number one, I, I mean, you take one look at John Candy and he's bigger than a fucking bobsled. So to think <laughs> that he's this, you know, ex Olympic gold medalist, you know, uh, thrown out of the, the Winter Olympics for, you know, um, what is it? He loaded up the uh, the bobsled, right? With weights he loaded and stuff the like weight. that. He front loaded he the weight. America, the gold, uh, the gold medal, yeah. like cheating, all that stuff. So, you know, right out the gate, putting John Candy in that role, you know, it's going to be a great movie. You know, it's going to be funny. Um, I love John Candy. I, we were talking about this before we started this. I, I love that scene. He's in the bar, hanging out, cranking down a couple red stripes, uh, betting on horses yeah. like any good uh, degenerate gambler would. And then uh, you got Leon, um, Therese Bannock, just kind of popping up on him, asking him all these dis- different questions, popping out, out of the bathroom stall on him, scaring the shit out of him when yeah. he's in the bathroom. I mean, I, epic, epic scene. Hilarious. But, I mean, in typical Disney fashion, this movie is essentially, um, you know, going against all odds and, you know, conquering, you know, your demon being the, the long shot and, and coming out ahead, um, which is kind of funny because the movie portrays, you know, the Olympic Committee and, and the rest of, you know, the winter sports as kind of being against Jamaica when in reality, when they started the Jamaican bobsled team, everybody was very, you know, um, very positive. Yeah. Them. Yeah, and, supportive. Yeah, yeah, very supportive, and, and they were all about it. So obviously, a little Hollywood there. You, you got to build, you know, a storyline. You, you got to right, exactly. And but, the uh, fact that they were so supportive that one of the teams actually lent a backup uh, sled to them because they, right. you know, in the storyline they had, they were trying to raise the money, which actually, you know, contrary to Hollywood, uh, they actually didn't have to raise the money. Uh, Jamaica was actually very the tourism. Yeah, they were on board. They were on board with it. They actually gave them uh, the money to, you know, buy their equipment, uh, you know, sled. And then they got the backup sled later on from when they finally did the qualifying. But everyone from the Olympics is so much support uh, that was actually given to them, contrary to what the movie actually is, where they're getting into fights, they're getting bullied. Uh, And that's like kind of the middle of the movie where after all the characters introduce, they move on to where they go to Calgary. Uh, which is that funny scene when they first arrive and they're all in like their Jamaican clothes. And then you see them really do like a fast, they speed up the film to make it seem like they're running to the, the store and they come out all dressed up with full winter gear. Yeah. And they're all like finally relaxed. And I think the funny part, I thought the whole entire movie is like Sanka cannot get warm. Right. There's always that uh, he has, I think at the end of the movie, he has the uh, the hot bag in his jacket. 
Yep. Like, what is this? Are you carrying a baby around with you? It is just the hot water. But uh, yeah, I mean, and then we moved from there and that's where we learned about why Irv is in Jamaica, why he's just disgraced, uh, you know, bobsled coach or former bobsled or Olympic gold medalist or well, was, could have been an Olympic gold medalist due to his, uh, you know, his illegal move there, which is funny because I actually looked it up and said, you're actually allowed to add weights to the front. I guess maybe they're trying to say he did too much weight to help him move faster, but they actually want weight to be up front because some of these guys who are the bobsledders are smaller. Right. And sometimes it actually throws off the balance of those bobsleds. So you have to, you have to put weight. I'm sure there's a limit the on what, you know, how you weigh out the sled, but it can't be yeah. over a certain weight. And I'm assuming that it's based on the weight of the riders in the, in the sled as far as how much weight you can then add to the sled. Yeah, exactly. And but the thing is, I, I, I guess with this, though, the, obviously, once again, for the drama, they want a good redemption story right. in there. John Candy's character is actually fictionalized. He's not actually a real person. Yeah. Um, they're, they're loose. Like I said, it's loosely based on a true story of the original Jamaican bobsled team from 1988. All the characters are actually fictionalized. None of them are their actual yep. names of the people who are in the, in, the, in the actual, you know, 1988 Olympics. But it is cool because during those scenes where they show them beyond, you know, taking the sled on uh, the course, those are actually, that's actually real footage from ABC's Olympic coverage in 1988. Right. Um, so it, that, that's a cool part. Disney puts that in. That's kind of what they do at Miracle too. Yeah, right. You got uh, last week. Both, and they both, used two of them, both. right? But Al Trotwig was in both of them. I'm trying to remember if he was in Miracle. I, I don't. I don't I actually don't remember. You could be right about that. I don't remember, but okay. he is in this one. He probably was because he was calling the Olympics back then. Then why would he be calling it's it? Only uh, what? In, eight years later. Ten. Years yeah, later? ten years later for Miracle. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, and um, you know, so taking it from there is obviously the disgraced, you know, coach. He's running into his former teammates, his former coach, and they have this big Olympic committee saying that even though they did really well and they do qualify for the Olympics, uh, they're disqualifying them because they actually never race an international race. And mm-hmm. then you have that big scene by John Candy who gives a good monologue uh, trying to convince the committee to allow Jamaica to, uh, to go ahead and you know, qualify for the Olympics and continue with their, their dream of chasing the gold medal in the bobsled. Right, which again, I mean, Hollywood and up because the Olympics are about bringing as many countries in as you can and promoting the sport and and spreading sports worldwide and having that national pride and, and all that good stuff. So it kind of goes against the, everything the uh, the movie's going against everything the Olympics actually stand for. <laughs> yeah. That you know they want to spread the sport, they want to get as many people in there, and they want to get you know obviously they want to get the best of the best, and you know want to see people wasting time and just sliding down the friggin' ice track after your cart, but. I mean that that added drama is a little a uh, little ridiculous compared to what the Olympics actually are or what they stand for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think shortly after that is when they get into the bar fight with Yule yeah, and Junior, which is hilarious. It's like one of those typical, you know, bar the bottles smashing over people's heads yeah. and chairs. But nobody spine. seems to get hurt. No, yeah, no one's everyone's fine. Junior gets hit over the head with a bottle. Yeah. After he hits someone else over the head with the bottle, and he's completely fine. So yeah. last time I checked, that's a felony. Let's go to the lawyer corner. Yeah, uh, I believe that's assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely some sort of crime, and none of them get charged or removed <laughs> from the Olympics, which is you know goodwill and you know good uh, you know have a good attitude of being a competitor, and then uh, get into a bar fight probably would disqualify you from the. Olympics I want to I want to point out another unrealistic thing. When they're uh, they're training and they're all in the bathtub, all four guys are in a bathtub. Either they're really fucking tiny, or that's a huge bathtub because I can barely get my fat ass in a bathtub by myself. 
Yeah, I'm not getting a hotel too. Hotel yeah, bathroom they're in a hotel not. bathroom, and they all seem to all four of them are just in there, leaning into it and going nuts. It's like, yeah, the last time I fucking dropped the soap while I was trying to take a bath when my back was killing me, I, I it was lost. I don't think I ever found it. <laughs> you it know, just disappeared in the like, water, never came back. Didn't have like, when was the last time you saw a tub in a hotel too? Like usually now, like nowadays, they're all like showers, stand up. Yeah, showers. if you see a tub in a hotel, it's usually a tub that you do not want to get into. Yeah, usually someone's liver was removed without their consent, uh, you know, sitting on a bag of Listen, ice. and if we learn anything <laughs> over the past couple Olympics, um, the conditions are usually pretty shitty for the Olympic athletes. So <laughs> yeah, I think these these last Winter Olympics, um, I, I heard these guys were talking about, like, the walls were literally just, like, almost cardboard, that they were, like, oh. prefab, just put together, push-pin style, made out of particle board and nothing, walls, and the conditions were shit. I know uh, – the summer games in Russia, um, they said like the toilet. Yeah, they they said the um, the toilets weren't working. Half the sinks didn't have running water. Like um, I know this this year, uh, the Winter Olympics, they were posting some of the fucking food that they were getting. It was just worse than prison food. Absolutely oh. awful. So I, I guess you gotta gotta enjoy the uh, nice hotel accommodations in Calgary in the uh, four person tubs. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. And the uh, the other four person tub, imagine that. Um, but yeah, other other, I guess, other major quotes or anything. I know you you were saying before about the um, not during this, but off uh, recording, the uh, the song they sang to raise money for the bobsled team. What was that again? Yeah. I forgot. Uh, what, it was. Uh, what is it? Uh, oh, you know, people they say I can't believe Jamaica. We have a bobsled team. Yeah, and that's There's stuff like song. that, like typical Disney fashion, getting a hook in there. You know, yeah. repeatable. Um, when he's sitting out there trying to raise money and the homeless dude walks up and goes, I'll give you a dollar to shut up. He's yeah. singing on the street trying to raise money. Yeah, they have the kissing Dude opens booth. up the kissing booth and Yeah. Fucking- that's a good yeah, that's a good scene trying to raise money. And then um finally we're gonna go into I guess the uh, the ending of this film. Yeah. Um so they finally, you know, they do qualify. The first run is obviously terrible. Um, then they have the redemption run that's very good. And then finally, at the end of this movie, you know, everyone's excited about it. They're doing really well. Um, and, you know, there's a possibility of them even meddling um, with the bobsled. And then, unfortunately, during the – as they're going on the track they had – because they're using an old bobsled from the U.S. team, which John Candy requests from an old teammate of his if they could get an old bobsled for five grand, which was right. a they ridiculous. They blood, sweat, and now. tears into it. They build it out to yep. be this beautiful sled, you know, a little national pride. And uh, all their hard work pretty much culminating in this beautiful sled that they now uh, have and race down, and then uh, it falls apart. Yeah, it falls apart as they're going around the turn, and they're, it's pretty violent. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, Listen, I, I think I'm they said scared. the crash is not from the original crash. It's, no. It was like that was – they filmed that part, but everything yeah. else was from the 1988 uh, viewing of it. The fact right. that they – you know, you have that beautiful scene at the end where they carry the sled across the finish line because they have to finish the race – yeah. Um. I mean, I think every athlete could, you know, take that to heart and, and, you know, find that as a really nice, beautiful, touching moment because that's why you play sports. You play to get to the finish line. You play to give it your all. But yeah. if I'm in a wreck like that, forget about carrying anything across the finish line. I'm probably just going to lay there for a while on the ice until somebody feeds me. Uh, I know they were in Calgary, so may- maybe a uh, moose head or, you know, a Molson – Molson Golden, a and just leave blue. me there for a little bit, a little, little bat blue, because I'm not carrying shit across that finish line. 
Yeah, and like one of the like this scene, like the guy's head's like rubbing like, up against the ice, like literally you see ice scraping off the wall. Yeah, it's pretty insane. They're all like kind of out of it when they get up. I mean, when they first wake up, and I do like that part because Sanka. It's kind of a callback to uh, when Sanka crashes the push cart, yeah. and Dury says, "Sanka, you dead or whatever?" He says, "Oh, you alive?" Oh uh, uh, no, he says, "Uh, yeah, yeah, Sanka, you dead?" Yeah, you dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then at this uh, on this end, Sanka then says to Doris, "You you dead?" And he's like, "No, man, we gotta finish this race." And then they and then have that dramatic moment of them carrying the right. bobsled across the the finish line. And then ultimately, you know, um, you know, obviously Junior also gets accepted by his father. Right. Uh, you know, you everyone. Got the typical you know, Disney storylines in there. You know, you, yeah, you it's, got the family. It's a happy ending, you, yeah. You, overcoming uh, adversity, um, you know, and then also the fact that they're from Jamaica in a extremely white dominated sport. You know, um, yeah. you have that just acceptance and, and the, what was it, the, the Swiss team or um, – I think there was a German team. I was oh the sure German about. team, right? You yeah. know, you know, shaking their hands at the end, accepting them. It, it's your yeah. typical Disney, you know, movie building, creating a moment, and having those storylines that you know, in the end, make you feel good, and you you know, it, it teaches you a little bit of a lesson. But I was going to say, yeah. I'm actually surprised that might have been the only movie created by Disney in the '90s where uh, the father is actually not in the picture. You know, uh, Darius's father, you know, has passed away in the movie. They don't say how. But usually in Disney movies, the uh, mother's just dead, not in the picture, right out the gate, especially yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, it's true. It is true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they also um, – with that, I mean, yeah, I mean, Disney also, considering this is a Walt Disney sports film, they do a pretty good – we actually just reviewed last week was Miracle. Me and Nick did it. Yeah. Um, and that one was Disney favorites. films as well. You have yep. the Mighty Ducks is another one. That was a Disney film. Um, they do sports to- movies well enough to where yeah. you can be a sports fan and enjoy it. And then as a kid – it's entertaining for you as well, whether you know the sport, like the sport, or couldn't give a flying shit about sports. It's yeah. just an enjoyable, like, listen, everything Disney does and puts out is just, you know, a well-rounded, you know, entertaining, family, wholesome, you know, film or show or whatever. Everybody can sit around and watch it, and they they do it well. And like I said, they took a sport, a little-known sport, or you heard of it, but you really most people don't give a crap about bobsledding. If I said, "Hey, there's a bobsled qualifier down the road this winter. You want to go check it out?" You'd be like, "What? Yeah, they, they do that here?" But it's funny you say that because they take a little known sport and make it interesting. So Jamaica actually made the Olympics in 2014, the Winter Olympics, 2014 for a two-man bobsled uh, for the Sochi Olympics, and they actually said that the Jamaican you know, Olympic team, I guess the committee. So they actually got a lot of support because of this movie. Yeah. Showing the 1988 again. So that was another cool thing, too, that they had that, um, you know, talking about that, but that they actually made it, you know, again in right. 2014, you know, almost, you know, 15 years later, yeah. um, 16 years later, maybe. Um, but so going into so I usually like to go over the original casting of what they originally planned on having the actors who was playing who. Okay. So this is actually kind of interesting. So the original casting was supposed to be Denzel Washington as Doris, um, Eddie Murphy as Sanka, Wesley Snipes as Yule, and Marlon Wayans as Junior. I know Nick's a huge Marlon Wayans fan, so I was hoping that he would be here today. But I know he's busy, so we don't want to bother him. But, I mean, Marlon Wayans as Junior, I think it would be a little weird for Marlon Wayans, I think, maybe. I know they're really – like, Junior's character wasn't the comedic relief in the movie. 
That was more of Sanka. So I get the Eddie Murphy maybe playing Sanka. That makes sense to me. But Martin the Wayne's. I mean, what do you think about those? Uh, you know, original casting, what they planned on having, and then yeah, I mean, those are studs. It. Yeah, the stud actors. Oh well, that's that's the reason why actually Denzel Washington, Eddie Murphy didn't get paid enough to do it. Otherwise, they would have done it. So that was that was there. And then um, other auditions or a casting they might have gone with was Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. Obviously, we all know Tupac Shakur, the rapper. Wow, uh, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Wright from uh, was it Westwood? He's from Bond. Um, mm-hmm. Incredible actor. Um, he was, and then Eric LaSalle from ER. Do you remember Eric LaSalle? He was one of the one of the doctors in ER. So he was also considered that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, seventy six percent, and then eighty one percent from the audi- audi- audience score. Yeah, um, great movie. And this, yeah, yeah, and then other titles. That a useless movie, which are kind of funny. One of them might be a little offensive, but maybe not. Uh, <laughs> Cold buttocks in Norway is what <laughs> they call Cool Runnings. Okay, and then in France they call it the Rasta Rocket. <laughs> and I was like, that's actually kind of offensive. Is it? Like, I don't know. The I, Rasta Rocket. I I actually it's think it's pretty badass. It's, I mean, it's kind you of know, Rastafari is you know they're religion that they follow down there in yeah, jamaica yeah. um I, I don't see that as offensive i, guess I mean if it wasn't if it was if it wasn't jamaicans in the bobsled it was just some random black dude in dreads yeah, <laughs> yeah i would say that's pretty offensive yeah i guess but i think right. for what it is i think that's actually pretty badass you're right i guess it isn't offensive when you put it that way um so uh as i said before all the characters are fictionalized um so this is actually one of the last films of john candy's career before yeah. he passed away Right. So there was two movies afterwards. I think it was Wagons, Wagons East. East. Yeah, and then Canadian. That, Bacon. He actually died during the filming of that movie. Yeah, and then also Canadian Bacon came out afterwards after he passed away. Um, so this is this is one of those last films that we got to see John Candy. And like I said, I love him. In this film, he's funny. Um, he's I mean, he's great in everything. Uncle Buck, trains, oh, yeah. planes, automobiles. Yep. I mean, who doesn't love John Candy? And he's in Home Alone too. This is actually yes. one of the. They said this is actually one of the. The highest grossing films that he was in, yeah, uh, money. So yeah, dude, it, it's it's funny, man. Like we said, Disney can take something and if, nothing and turn it into you know billions yeah. of dollars. So they they built a movie around a little known sport, and they made it really entertaining. And like you said, the, the actors that they wanted to line up and put in the movie compared to the actors that they got in the movie, ninety five percent are unknowns, and yeah. never really went on to do anything else. So, yeah. I mean, incredible movie. The storyline is great. Um, the way they build the movie out, the, the way they build up the characters. Like I said, I, I mean, Disney and well-rounded movies go together, you know, like apple pie and ice cream. Yeah. And then one last note, uh, fun fact. So Sanka's lucky egg that he has, well, every time he races, he has everyone kiss it, um, is, was actually made of rubber, obviously. They weren't carrying around a real egg. I would, but Dougie, I would hope not. Yeah, Dougie Doug actually still has the prop from the movie in his possession. Oh, really? The uh, rubber egg, yeah. That's they said that's who has the rubber egg at this point, which is pretty cool for him. Um but wrapping up here, we only have a few minutes left. Um DJ, what's your rating? I think we do five stars. Do we do five stars or four stars? I always forget I was confused. I think it's yeah, five plus movies, four stars for breweries. Four four yeah, four flights yeah. for breweries. Right. Yeah. Um 
I, I'm going to give this four and a half. I think for all the things we just listed, the fact that it's a Disney movie, the fact that you could sit there and you could watch it with your daughter, I could sit there and watch it with my son, yeah. and they're going to find it entertaining, knowing absolutely nothing about the sport of bobsledding. Um, it's funny, John Candy, immediate, like you, you're at four stars. If it was John Candy just sitting there throwing rocks at a fucking old oil drum, it'd already be four stars. So uh, <laughs> I, I think four and a half stars, stellar rating, great movie, yeah, very that, enjoyable. That is a high rating. I'm not going to go as high as you. I do enjoy it. There's obviously some flaws with every movie. Like I didn't like the part with the, like uh, the audio. Like it's they obviously just put it in. Like while they're they're sliding down the bobsled, they're talking. Dude, well, at one point in the movie, um, I forget which team is coming down, but they're watching and they play the the sound of uh, uh, a Star fighter. Wars Tie Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> which team? Yeah, yeah. And then you also have when they're when they crash the first time in the turn where like it's just on that that one shot and then yeah. you hear everyone talking and I'm like, this is kind of cheesy, but. Despite all that, I'm still gonna give it a three and a half. It's plenty entertaining. It's funny. It's a good storyline. It's a good redemption story uh, for the characters, and you know, it's just uh, it's overall just a good movie. Like I said, you can watch this with your kids. Um, you have a young young daughter, young son, whatever it is, they're gonna enjoy it because it's still funny. The songs are catchy. The the bobsled team song, and the uh, you know, like I said, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled, bobsled time. time. How, could, how could you not go wrong with that? So. Dude, you know what, here, just to, if 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 you ever been to Jamaica, ever went on vacation to Jamaica, um, it's a little different if you're hanging out in Kingston. But if you're at a resort, you know Jamaica is one of the most beautiful places in, in the Caribbean, and yeah. it, you know you see those scenes from Jamaica. It, it, it just reminds me of being on vacation. You know what I mean? Just even yeah. right down to John Candy sitting in that dive bar, just hanging out in the heat. Yeah, right, yeah. Couple beers. It's just uh, Jamaica is a beautiful island, and just watching those opening scenes when they're in Jamaica always just reminds me, like, oh man, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it looks it looks beautiful. But you know, just to wrap things up here, that's our review of Cool Runnings. Uh, check it out, the 1993 film uh, from Walt Disney regarding the 1988 uh, Jamaican bobsled team. And from all of us here at the Scoreboard Addicts, we do appreciate you once again. I said Addicts weird. I don't know why I said Oddicts. The Scoreboard Addicts. <laughs> the Screen Addicts edition of this movie. Uh, doing the review of Cool Running. So check it out. Watch it with your kids. Have a great time watching it. Thank you for joining us once again. Have a great day. See you later, TJ. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 